So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. They like? What's, what's, it's just. We, it doesn't matter. We like. My name is Jeff and I feel that I'd be very into craft beer. Also, this episode is what we do in the shadows with special guest Seth Nelson. (laughs) My name is Dan and every year I carve the same jack-o'-lantern. Kind of scary, kind of cute. My name is Jimmy, and the game that I put the most hours into was Fallout 4. My name is Seth, and I once got writing advice by the creator of Friday the 13th, Victor Miller. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky. So Seth is joining us. Seth has been a friend of ours for many years now, I would say, going back. More than I can count. 2005, somewhere around there. Uh Jeff, Seth and I have played in bands together. We are currently in the band Disqualifier. Seth is a very talented drummer. And recently, Seth became the drummer for mythical, legendary punk band Murphy's Law. Seth. Mythical legend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you've been listening to the podcast for a little while. And outside of the podcast, you've been trying to get me to watch what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I'm harassing you every week at band practice. Yeah, so I said, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it on a microphone. Fine. Do the other band members watch the show? Yes. So Dan just is Danny. the only one yeah. that does it. And they talk Come about on, it a lot. Dan. Yeah. I, I wasn't against it. I was just like, it's going to happen on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. And Seth was a little bit resistant to it for a while, but. If it's the only way to get you hooked, then that's fine. So, Seth, you are in the process of writing your second novel? Is that correct? Third novel. Oh. Oh. I know more words than you know, (laughs) and I'm going to put them all on paper uh, in different orders. (laughs) And you received some some advice from the creator of Friday the 13th. How did that come about? Yeah. My my dad doesn't tell me anything cool about his life. (laughs) And... Apparently he's lived a cooler life than I have because they he so he knew Victor Miller from back in the day. Victor Miller was part of this um, Shakespeare theater company in Stratford um, years and years ago. England, Stratford, Connecticut. Stratford, Connecticut. Yes. <laughs> that was the joke. And oh, um, yeah, and they used they worked with like inner city kids, and they would like mm. bring theater to schools and stuff like that. So my dad met him through all of that work, and he, I guess, you know, made a really good living doing soaps and stuff. And then one day he wrote Friday the Thirteenth. And huh. he just wrote that first one, and no, he had nothing to do with the, like, the rest of the franchise. And it's interesting because he never intended Jason to be the continuing anything. Yeah, anything. Right. yeah, it was supposed. It was the mother. He's like right. the mother was the killer. It's a mother that would kill it for her son. And then like they took Jason and just like ran with it. So that's like, funny. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen the first one, so that's that's good. You've only seen the first. <laughs> I've one? only seen the first one. Yeah. Jimmy's like, yeah, Jason is not a main character. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen Jason X. How does this relate to? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Freddy first Jason. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so also you're a drummer. How long you've been playing drums for? I'm 34 now since I was seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I love to torture That's Seth. Make 27 play, years. Make him play blast beats. Yeah. Jeff and I had a high school band that wanted to get together as fully grown adults and record some of our old songs. Yes. And our did. drummer was like, I haven't even seen a drum set in 20 years. <laughs> so we called on Seth. Uh, you've done some fill in work for some bands before. So I could technically say I'm in Society and Breakdown, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Technically. Oh, by recording. congratulations. He's yes. un- unreleased <laughs> just for our pleasure. I'm going to add think, that to my wiki. Did we use some of those recordings on the Our Music episode? One we did, them, yeah. yeah. Okay, so folks, if you want to hear Seth play drums, you can check out Disqualifier. Uh, <laughs> one of the songs is in this episode. Yes. Uh, but you can also go back to Our Music episode and listen to the so- Society and Breakdown song. Book of Lies. Book of Lies. Yeah. And that's Sethford Marie Nelson playing drums. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's address the fact that Jeff told everyone my middle name is Marie last time. <laughs> it's Sandra. It's not Marie. Oh. Sandra. Sandra. 
I thought it was Sethrid Marie. I've been calling you Seth. For the Marie. sake of that recording, though, you're Sethy Breakdown. Fine. Whatever. Sethy Breakdown. I'm going home. <laughs> Are you now Seth Flaw? Seth Law? Seth Law? I don't think they do that. Sounds too much like coleslaw. Actually, he's Seth Gustavo. Yeah, Seth Gustavo. (laughs) Oh my god. No. Seth Freedom died. Oh. Okay. See, remember how we were talking about we just let it die? Yeah, that's that's, happened. Jimmy will put the cut in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) This is the part of the show where we're talking ourselves into things. It's just a little fun segment where we're talking about things that we're doing for the week or uh, for the month, for the year, whatever. Talking yourself into it. I didn't want to talk about it on the show because whenever I talk about stuff on the show, it jinxes it. But I've been talking myself into a video game called Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, you I bastard. thought this we was thought you be a girl. No. You're all video games. All your fun facts, all you're talking into is our video games. We get it. You yes. play video games. I play video games. Off. Oh. But this one is it's about right exercising. It's, oh. it's an exercising game. Um, oh. It comes with a little ring thing that you like push and pull on. And uh, you have to like run in place and stuff like that. It's like Wii Fit. Do you guys remember like Wii yeah, Fit? Like, I know what it is. Yeah, it's similar to that, but instead of the balance board, you have like a little ring con they call it, where you put the controllers on. It has like little sensors on it, so you can tell when you're pu- pushing and pulling on it. Which right. is what system cool. is this for? For the Switch, Nintendo okay. Switch. It'd be and, cool um, if uh, it was called the Sphincter Ring. No, no, that would not uh, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> nobody here even cracked a smile and dan is grinning ear to ear just nodding <laughs> yeah he does that um it's exactly that gift that i have of dan of smiling and nodding yeah um so yeah this is a game where it's basically exercise but like it's stupidly fun mm. like it's basically a video game where you're exercising for fun seth is holding that i'll I just put my microphone it's fine um but yeah, I've been like actually scheduling time to like do workouts in the morning. Nice. So that's the first time I've ever had to do that. <laughs> and um, I'm actually going to be working. I'm My work schedule is going to be later soon. So I'll actually be able to play it longer mm. in the morning. So it'll be more intense workouts. Is it like it'll be fun. Cardio? How do you do cardio with a ring? Well, you're running in place. You're like oh, jogging in place. So that's like sensing your movement. Yes. Oh, you have gotcha. one that's strapped to your leg and you have one that's in the uh, ring con. Interesting. And um, but yeah, you also do strength training with like pushing and pulling. Mm. And it's fun. Yeah, I like it. It's very cool. I like that. You're actually feeling the effects of it. And everything. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, nice. It's a good workout. Like my, my Apple watch tells me he's like, you did a good workout. Today. Nice. What, yeah. what do your cats think of it? They they literally lay in front of me, and I have to worry about like stepping, stepping on, them. on them. Yeah, I was like, I could easily just crush your head. Please move. Yeah, that's cute, Seth. Yeah. What have you been talking yourself into? Not breaking microphones. Yeah, yeah, you I'm fix doing it. Right. That thing always moves. Don't oh, worry yeah. about it. Just <laughs> the pop fine. filter. Um, I think so. I'm, you guys might have talked about this one, but and it's general, it's big, but horror movies as of like last year or a year or two ago mm. or something recent I, horror films yeah well in general like for most of my life i had no interest in horror movies like at all mm-hmm. but i try to like kind of embrace halloween more and get more like in the spirit of that spooky and, season yeah so like i started just with like the basic slashers and stuff like that and i, I never really like realized that horror movies can be fun they're not just like a jump out scare kind of thing yeah and just like watching like the initial original halloween i'm like this dude just standing there doing nothing just watching people and it's like and it's just creepy yeah Mm. so like that kind of just sparked me going in all these different cheesy or early movies like and just the low budget aspect of it so funny. Mm-hmm. So I watched like Pumpkinhead 2 last week. Oh, just, dude, those are so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> because they're so bad. They're just so entertaining. The and dialogue like, is awesome. Yeah, but I mean, even like the monster's cool looking. Yeah. So you get yeah. like a cool looking monster, but it's just so cheesy. <sighs> is that the one with Punky Brewster or is that the first one? That's the one with Punky Brewster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I that, think yeah. So. I think because so. Pumpkinhead comes back to life. Yeah. And they're in that town and like the cop is there and like his daughter. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so bad. They have, it, a, they have a really funny like talk about it. They're like, here, there's a pumpkin monster in yeah. town or something. It, I'm like, oh, my God. Isn't uh, Lance Henriksen from Aliens in that? You know, the guy who plays. I think he's the cop. He might he? be the cop. Maybe. Yeah. I might be wrong. I, I'm pretty sure that's the movie where like Stan Winston designed the monster and then they made the movie around it. Yeah. Mm. They're just like, this is cool. Let's do a movie of this. <laughs> yeah. 
Have you gotten in, into any of the more recent, like, prestige horrors? No. And I'm, like, my foot in the door here is with just these, like, classic, really classic slasher. slashers. And eventually I want to go to, like, the more, like, psychological kind yeah. of horror stuff like that. Because growing up, I was not a big horror guy. Mm. But um, since, like, A24 started making um, horror films that make you think and just feel sad while being scared... I, I f with those pretty hard. Yeah. Well, I think I'm not into like the my brother called it gore porn, like the saw right. and stuff like that. Those yeah. that I'm not as interested in torture like, porn. Yeah. Body horror is pretty weird too. I just watched a movie called Possessor. Mm. That's very strange. I love gore. Yeah. Just like absurd Straight. amounts that like somebody gets like hit with a bullet and their head explodes. So funny. I yeah. So like Robocop. Yeah. Out of the year, folks. Yeah. Psycho Gorman <laughs> yeah. is a good example. Yeah. I love like that. Like, so like Hellraiser kind of gore where it's yeah. so outlandishly crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. like, it's so fake looking and that is so, that's funny. But like, like the newer ones where they're actually good at making things look real. And I'm like, oh, Ugh. Yeah. you know, like the, saw, the saws and side all tangent stuff. yesterday. They just announced, uh, yep. the new pinhead for the new Hellraiser reboot is a female actor, a, a trans woman and the internet exploded and it's such a great way to find out if your friends are bad people yeah based on what they say about that that. and then all the comments are like well actually in the books they're you know it's not really defined yeah it's a gender ambiguous character that's cool yeah but everyone's all the turfs and like bro gatekeepers came out of the woodwork and it was just funny yeah nice yes yeah how about you Ah, uh, just talking to myself into becoming a homeowner. Nothing big. Dan, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jeff, yeah. how are you adapting? Because you went from, in the course of, I would say, like four days, you went from excited to stressed to, like, angry. Yeah, no, all of those Where things. Where are all you at once, now? All of them together. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a mixed bag of everything. It's a lot of work that's going to happen. And, you know, it's just so I've been friends with Jeff through several moves. Have we as we said on our last episode, well, future episode, future episode, <laughs> Jeff has moved a lot in his life. And uh, I'm nomadic. There's uh, certain cadences <laughs> that Jeff goes through when he moves. And it, it's sort of my favorite part is when he's gotten through most of the work, but he's just stressed and he's he's tired and overworked. And this is what I what I would like point out as the time period where he just like lists off everything that's wrong with the place where he's living yeah uh now for the first time he has no landlord to complain about it's him well it's (laughs) the previous right now it's the seller i'm complaining about so i walk through jeff's house and he's like oh look at that paint chip oh does it smell like cigarettes in here oh this the cigarettes is a big thing i brought that up to my lawyer but i'm like uh yeah jeff um you should fix that. <laughs> like, what else do you say at this yeah. point? You either die a hero or live long well, no, enough there, to there see There were yourself certain the things we feel that weren't disclosed when we bought the house that we found out later. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, other than that, no, I mean, we're we're doing that. We hired a painter for two of the rooms. Which rooms? Uh, bedrooms. Two nice. of the three bedrooms. What's so far like your least favorite kind of maintenance? Like, uh, If plumbing? you're going to do this, you got to say what's your... Oh, I, I thought you were going to say your least favorite thing about the house. Well, you can go with that too, yeah. I mean, everything. <laughs> What's your favorite thing? I like the yard. Well, I mean, the favorite thing is that it's just, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing a lot of potential. We have a lot of ideas. But I know that it's going to take a long time. But my wife is like, we have to get, my wife is like, we have to get everything done. And I was like, no, we don't. This isn't an apartment. We're not going to be here for a year and move. Right. This is, we're here for a while. Time. Right. Like we're, we're I making say, a priority list. Safety first. Yeah. And then bedrooms and, you know, right. normal living things for the baby. Like baby didn't miss a beat. She got every single nap, every single meal, went to bed every single night on time. That's fine. We're doing great. I would say there's no rush, but also don't fall into a cycle of no. complacency where like you're not doing anything. You should always be no, doing like also, one project. It's just like a missing wall for yeah. like a year. <laughs> yeah. No, also she's like, are you going to do the basement tonight? I'm like, no, that's that's doesn't matter. So everything's moved in there. I'll put everything else away. Seth's <laughs> <laughs> microphone just randomly. Like we're never screen. we can we can get to our freezer. We can get to our washer and dryer. We can get right. to an emergency exit. Everything else is staying there. So like. Jeff and I have a friend, we won't name names, but growing up, this friend lived at this one house in town with us for the, like the entire course of our, our, our friendship, basically it was his parents' house. And, uh, like as soon as they moved in, his stepfather immediately ripped up the kitchen floor and like smashed holes through one of the kitchen walls. And it remained exactly the same <laughs> for our entire friendship until they gave up and moved. 
Oh my and God. don't don't do that, Jeff. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Luckily, the kitchen was updated pretty recently. Yeah, and all oh, the windows nice. are newer. So like, th- I'm structurally, not- you have a lot going for that house. The yeah. good news is a lot of the problems are things that you can fix yourself. That's the problem. <laughs> he doesn't want to. <laughs> I don't know how. I I'm not handy. I can barely so, do anything. I am in the process of purchasing my home from my parents. Uh, so I basically have an ownership role. I don't go to them and say like, oh, my toilet's running. Like, that's on me. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to change out um, like a ceiling light fixture. And Seth is pretty handy. He grew up with a dad who was handy. So I was like, hey, Seth, can you come over and show me how to change this? And he was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And he came over and it became clear pretty quickly that he didn't know what he was doing. uh but it was all these wires do the same thing yeah i mean this is the guy who i had come over as an expert and he immediately pulls up a youtube video and i'm like cool (laughs) cool 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 uh but no i mean what i learned from that process and i think seth would agree is that like um as long as you're not like hurting yourself or burning down the house it's fine. You can learn. You can take the, your time. Well, I'm confident of like being able to learn stuff on the spot. If it's yeah. some general maintenance and stuff like that. We got the light fixture off and the wires did not look how Seth expected them to look because this is an old cheap <laughs> yeah, house. I was like, I got to go. So he's like, um, hold on one second. He takes out his phone. He's like, hey, dad. <laughs> he calls his dad. He's like, there's um a third wire in here. What do I do with that? The ground? Well, it wasn't a ground. It was a different wire. Oh. I don't remember what we did with it, but yeah, we, just we had talked to- it. Tucked it up there. He's like, just ignore that. Well, I tied it off. Yeah. Just leave a live wire in your ceiling. <laughs> well, the other day I walk in the living room and I was like, do you smell burning? And my my wife doesn't smell anything. And she's like, no. And I was like, how do you not smell that? I was like, go outside for one minute and come back in. Mm. I don't smell it. And then I'm walking by and it's underneath the ceiling fan, which wasn't even on. Mm-hmm. It's just like coming from the lights. It was, was like, like an electrical smell. Yeah. It smells like I'm like, this isn't a new fan. The smell has obviously been here for a long time. It might have been. It might have smelled before, and now the smell is just stuck in there, and the problem's fixed. But I don't know. So what'd you do? Nothing yet. It was like eleven o'clock last Sweet night. Waited out. <laughs> I mean, those are the things that you might want to look into because that could burn your house down. Good. <laughs> Make sure you have smoke detectors. That's all I'm going to say. Dan, uh, what are you talking yourself into? I am talking myself into something, not a big thing, but something I've been wanting to do for several years now. Becoming a homeowner. No. <laughs> I am talking myself into getting a fresh farm-raised turkey for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and this is something that I've, uh, I'm, it is now September, what's the date, folks? It's October 9th. Oh, that's right. It's October 9th. <laughs> close, close, uh, September was in my head you because. You Jimmy. Jimmy is literally dead. <laughs> it's now September, October 9th. Oh, um, <laughs> I thought, you know. Thanksgiving is over a month away. By the time I was th- back when I was thinking about this, it was like two months away. And I was like, cool, if I'm going to do this, um, I can do it now. And uh, no, people start planning their live turkeys several months in advance. Well, you have to like pick them and raise them and stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. no. There's like farms that we're going to come here next week and there's going to be a turkey <laughs> chilling. I mean, this is not a super exciting topic, but it's not. No, my the company my mom <laughs> used turkey. to work for would get a free turkey every year for Thanksgiving. So yeah, that's I, what I we get ate. The same thing. And I was like, you know, I'm a, f- a bit of a foodie, and it wasn't my favorite you, turkey. A foodie? Yeah, I get. I pick the ham. We have a choice because um, everybody gets turkey. So why not just get a ham for free? You do ham every year? No, in, in uh, a, he doesn't. At work, yeah. they give out a turkey or a ham. Oh, okay. Uh, that's cool so anyways it was not my favorite thing but i was not going to turn down a free turkey so uh this year my mom is retired and we're gonna have to get our own turkey so i'm like let's let's do it folks let's go big i I called up this farm and i was like listen i'm gonna be straight with you i'm willing to spend more money but only if it's noticeably better and i'm like is this noticeably better you won't know until you try it she told me that they have a guarantee. She's like, wow, if a guarantee. This, if this uh, doesn't taste better, we'll give you your money back. And I was like, sold. And that turkey died for nothing. And then she told me that it's $6 a pound. <laughs> That's a lot. Do the math, folks. It's a big turkey. We ordered a 20 pound turkey. Ooh. <laughs> Are so you this, kidding me? No, I'm being serious. Who needs 20 pounds of turkey? <laughs> That's an average turkey for like six or seven for people. Seven people? Yeah. It's a lot of turkey. Jeff's eating a chicken. He's like, you all get one morsel <laughs> of chicken for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's all we can afford. 
God uh, bless us, everyone. So this Thanksgiving, I'm going to have a fresh turkey. Now the question comes, do I brine it, guys? Dry brine, wet brine, no brine, injection. Why don't the you cut it Possibilities are limitless. And do different styles. That's a horrible idea. <laughs> Options. Also, like, theoretically, I know that the most even way to cook it is to spatchcock it, but that's not traditional. Nobody spatchcocks a turkey for Thanksgiving. <sighs> I know. Chefs do. I'm just going to say what spatchcock, because I don't know what that When means. you cut it in half and spread it out. Uh, you, yeah, you, you cut the spine out, quick, and then okay. you smash it down flat. Okay. One like butterflying. Yeah. One thing I am going to do though, which is very controversial in my family, is uh, we are not stuffing the bird this year. Oh. It's going to be an open cavity filled with lemon and herbs. Okay. And the stuffing will be more of a dressing in a casserole dish. Mm, that's that's controversial. Controversial. No. Uh, we've always stuffed our bird, but this year I really want to make sure that turkey. I mean, if I spend 120 bucks on a turkey, it better be cooked fucking perfect. Sorry, Jim. Especially if you're buying it, you know. We're chipping in. Oh, We're okay. passing around a hat for Thanksgiving dinner. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's humanely raised on a local farm. Free range, real free range, Jeff. This turkey can go anywhere it wants and eat whatever it wants. Can you go meet it beforehand and see? Oh, I hope so. See if <laughs> Never if it's a, frozen. If it's a strong looking specimen. It's going to be slaughtered to order. I'm getting the head, the feet, the gizzards, everything. Can't That's wait. good, yeah. You're getting, are you going to save the little neck piece? The, the gobbler? gobbler? I don't gobbler. think so. <laughs> Taxidermy it? Although Jeff Frame. and I did go to a restaurant for an awful dinner and we had coxcomb. Remember that? We did have coxcomb. What is that? It's the thing on top of a rooster. <laughs> oh head. my god! Yeah, it's the a fact that they just pounded it over that. <laughs> they did. Mid- yeah, we like to pound our <laughs> coxcombs. Cock pounding that. Uh, Marky, that I don't know if yeah. I got to do that or not. But probably, it's probably over. Yeah, it's done. What we do in the shadows stays in the shadows. And is that a thing? It's a movie from Taika Watiti, which is what we're going to be watching, right, Seth? Right. Oh, it's not. It's the, the it's TV not. show based on the movie. Correction. Yes. Correction. <laughs> yeah, you I can talk about the, the movie, too. I. No. No, we didn't watch it. Seth, how did you get into this? Like, did you watch the movie first? Did you check out the show? I did not watch the movie first. I watched the show first. Um, A friend of mine, Nick, recommended watching it. This says a really, like, funny vampire mockumentary, like a light kind of show. Mm. And it was one of the first shows that, like, hooked me, like, almost immediately. But a lot of people, when I, like, try to, like, talk about this with them, some people have seen the movie without seeing the show. Yeah. And they're like, you know, the movie's good. It's good. It's but the show is like vastly different. Like it's like totally different cast. The movie came out 2014. Some years went by, and then I guess uh, Jermaine Clement um, was trying to convince Taika Waititi to like we should do a show, and mm. Waititi was like, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to be good. And they, uh, yeah, and then now the show is like nominated for all these awards and everything like that. It's really taken off. But yeah, anyone who's kind of seen the movie first is a little bit turned off to trying the show because they assume it's going to be like that. And it's like, like I said, so much different. So, hmm. Hmm. Um, what was I going to say? It, it airs on FX, right? Yeah, uh, you can watch it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is the show like broad? I mean, you said it's a mockumentary about vampires. Can you get a little bit more in depth? Spoiler yeah. free. Yeah. So it's traditional vampires trying to adapt to the 21st century and mm. just, classic tale yeah and just <laughs> tales not, all this time yeah and just not being at all good at it like they can't like navigate assimilate them. yeah exactly so there's like as there is in the movie in the show there, there's always like one kind of character that helps them adapt to that and like so there's just the contrast is really funny of them trying to like think in old times and try to succeed in, are the characters the same from the movie no so it's not just different actors, no, they're just they're, totally different characters? They're totally different characters, but the characters in that movie exist in that same world. Okay. So they're, they're technically, they're actually in the, sh- you know, they're, yeah, they exist in that universe. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I have never seen the show. I've never seen the movie. I'm familiar with the movie because I'm a Taika Waititi fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out our recent episode on Call of the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder uh, yes, People? Yes, also that. <laughs> 
Uh, Jeff, Jimmy, have you guys, like, what's your exposure level? I knew of it. I never watched it or anything, but I've heard, like, comedians and stuff saying that they loved it. Yeah, it gets so, really good Yeah, reviews. I've heard good things. I had a coworker recommend it about a year and a half ago when I watched the first episode. I remember liking it, but I don't retain any of the information in my brain. Oh, so you have seen an episode? Yeah. Okay. So, Seth, what are you going to have us watch? So, I'm having you watch four episodes. Um, the pilot good way to like just segue into like learning about everything and the characters um i picked the other three episodes i picked after that i picked almost because they're not in the main Mm storyline and i thought that they would be kind of fun to see like yeah exactly without like checking on the storyline not knowing what's happening and that kind of thing so um and they're also like my three favorite episodes so yeah the, the pilot um the werewolf feud the orgy and then on the run okay awesome and you said we could find them all on Hulu. Yep. So when we come back in our next segment, we're going to be spoiling those four episodes yeah. of What We Do in the Shadows. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here we are back. Okay, as the most staff, like, okay, okay what? so, guys, here we are back. I am how good. I am. Everything's Seth good. has a voice for NPR. You ever notice that? It's, like, very soothing and calm. He does, People yeah. used to say I had, like, a radio voice. Yeah, just okay. The, the okay. So, yeah. thank hey, you everyone. for listening to National Public Radio. Yeah. We accept donations here, as well as NPR. Oh, we yeah. do. At, on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, join our Patreon. slash talk me. Yeah. Uh, so, Seth, we're back. We watched four episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Let's get into them, buddy. Let's do it, man. Let's start off with this pilot. Yeah. Um, first impressions. Uh, I like how this is like very traditional mockumentary style, mm-hmm. like direct speaking to camera parts and stuff like that. What do they call it? It's a very popular t- style. T- t- talking, yeah. talking heads and all yeah. that stuff. Right. Um, I popularized by the television program The Office, which you may have heard of. (laughs) Never heard of it. What's that? It's a little indie hit. It's a darling. Michael Scarn. He's in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, Mike. (laughs) uh, So we meet these three vampires. Well, I guess four, but yeah. First (laughs) off the bat, we meet three vampires. Uh, I'm bad with the names, but Nando's uh, Fried Chicken. Nando's Fried Chicken, right? Nan, uh, Nandor, Laszlo, <laughs> Naja. Yes. Okay. Are the, are the main Colin three. Robinson. Yeah. Colin yeah. Robinson. Colin always Robinson. The full, always the whole name. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're living in this like gothic house with uh, it, who's familiar? Is it Nando? It's Nandor's familiar. Nandor's familiar Guillermo. Guillermo. Yep. Who uh, uh, he reminds me very much of the guy from uh. Oh man, these names are killing me again. <laughs> Jimmy, what's the Broadway musical we saw? Uh, Book of Mormon. Yes, who was the original guy from Book of Mormon? That's chubby and did a lot of voices. You Cartman. know him. You love him. No, that guy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he's this chubby, like nerdy little, like squeamish guy who really wants to become a vampire. Yes. Yeah, because he saw interview the vampire when he was young yeah. and he saw first latino vampire <laughs> yeah and antonio banderas antonio banderas he's like yeah he's like oh he wanted to be a hispanic vampire as well um we get sort of into like the plot of this episode pretty quickly yeah uh, they receive a letter i like that nandor is like please join me in the library for the reading of the so letter the first three minutes of the show are them arguing about where they're going to even read the letter yeah yeah I love that. I mean, the mundanity of like living forever. Yeah. And, Plus, and Matt Barry, who plays Laszlo, is very good at that style of comedy. And I'm not familiar with any of these actors. Oh, really? He Matt. was he was in IT Crowd, which is how I originally saw yeah. him, and mm-hmm. then I've seen him in other. He's been in a lot of. I've recognized things. the name, but I didn't recognize the face. And uh, I like that when they get into the argument. You know, it's just a formality. But then they start getting into an argument and they're just like doing the hissing Hissing each other. Yeah, that that becomes like a trope throughout the show. But it's so good. And the (laughs) fact that Guillermo is never included in it and Nandor will always be like, not you, Guillermo. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I love um, when he's like, close the door. And he's like, I already closed the door. He's like, close it more. <laughs> close it more. And then somebody, oh. Colin the, Robinson. Colin Robinson shows up. He's like, I told you to close the door. <laughs> all right, let's get into the Colin Robinson all, of it all. I, I'll have more to say in the future. But This is the most 
real thing I've ever seen yes. in any television program, especially one that is focused on vampires. Yeah. yeah. Every single office has a Colin Robinson. He's an yeah. energy vampire. Energy vampire. It's so funny. Is is that even like a, a thing in lore or was it just made up for this? Because it's funny. So a lot of people who like cosplay as vampires or like believe that they're vampires in real life will tell you that they're energy vampires. They feed off other people's energy oh, okay. and their auras and oh. stuff. So they just took it to another level. Yeah. They they took it from like goth kids who wanted to pretend they were vampires to like dudes that really exist and the casting is so spot on <laughs> this guy um i've seen him in other things we don't mark know his name. Proch, i wrote it down Proch. he was in the office uh yep. playing a very similar character where he's like he started working in the warehouse and he's like i have this problem where sometimes i can hear things and sometimes i can't <laughs> But yeah, I, I just love this character in this show. He's like hanging out by everyone's cubicle and he's like, yeah, so have you thought about Q-tips? You know, the doctor says don't put anything smaller than your elbow. You're going to hate me, but I have to change my position in that Q-tip debacle. We <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so good. Uh, he's really good and his delivery is dry, but the extras that just like fall asleep in the back, yeah. they're, they're yeah. the thing that ties it all together yeah. so nicely. Yeah, when when he was talking or whatever, just like the energy drain from all the vampires vampires faces or whatever you can just tell like of course like you have the thing it's like oh is he really a vampire and of yeah. course we we get the payoff later on would yeah what's cool is like they kind of hate him but they also accept him as one <laughs> yeah, of them right. like he's in their group but they like hate when he walks right. well yeah just, like when they go and they're looking in for that spare room yeah and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> this is my bedroom <laughs> and he's just they don't even know he's just sitting straight up on his bed staring ahead at the wall and yeah. in the door i have a painting of food in case i have a human here <laughs> um so plot wise seth mm -hmm. what's in the letter so they read the letter and they get notified that um, the Baron, who is this big deal vampire from like the big family, mm. is coming to visit them in Staten Island. And they all start freaking out, wondering why uh, he's even coming. Mm. And of course, Guillermo thinks this is his chance. He's going to become a vampire. He's right. going to be this guy is coming to watch the ceremony kind of happen. He's been uh, as familiar for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So they all start going into like, we have to prepare for him. We have right. to have a blood feast. We have to do all these things. And uh, and yeah. So we, we start to see like montages of preparation. We get what becomes one of my favorite reoccurring tropes throughout the episodes we watch, which is Nando Nandor and Guillermo shopping. Creepy paper. <laughs> Creepy paper. And then it's paper. <laughs> multi pack. <laughs> forget if it's in this I think it's in this episode when Guillermo holds up the paper skeleton and <laughs> he lights it on, yeah. lights it on fire <laughs> thank you yeah. this, this is macabre yeah. <laughs> yeah and then we also get um scenes of laszlo and nadia uh like sort of trying to find people to eat and uh <laughs> yeah, they're, they're looking for virgins yeah uh i mean basically they come in contact with like a bro and and they end up like brutally like like launching him into a tree and feeding on his blood and blood pouring out everywhere. Yes. But I think more so than that, because that, that was like, whoa, that was kind of cool and dark and stuff. But then when they go to leave back home, she's like, I'm going to walk. And he's like, why would you walk when you could turn into a bat and fly away? And he just goes, bat. bat. <laughs> Dude, he's the only one that calls out bat. I know. Like, Does he and then, bat every time? And then when he returns, he always yells human form. Yeah. <laughs> It got it's, oh my god it's so good I don't know why but I lol for bad. real when he did because he was like in mid conversation he's like why would you walk when you could turn into a bat and fly away bat yeah oh and but so I don't know if you noticed they all have right they all have regular vampire powers like the traditional powers yeah. but they also have specific powers did mm. you notice that at all yeah like Laszlo is the only one that uh, does like the mind wiping stuff the mind control they, stuff. they all can do the mind control oh, really? thing. Uh, I think his thing is and it's not really as like they don't really mention it directly but I think his thing is he um, controls like animals minds I think oh really but like <laughs> nausea climbs uh, Nando yep. has super strength but they, they don't show it too often but you see it once in a while uh huh but yeah. So this was cool. Um, I forget if it's Guillermo or who recruits them, but they find it's two Guillermo. virgins. Yeah. yeah. At a LARP. Yes. <laughs> and it's Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. Who I love. Uh, and a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but they're gathered. They're going to be like the sacrificial virgins for the Baron. Um, the Baron shows up in his... Uh, they have an interesting relationship where they kind of love slash hate him, I think. Yes. They like respect him, but they also are annoyed by him. 
And there's a great scene where like they go to pick up his like coffin off this like shit dock at the shipyard. And, like, of course it's a giant box. <laughs> it would be. Um and then so the Baron like awakens and he's he's cast he's played by Doug Jones, who's like an amazing creature actor. Oh yeah. You guys familiar yeah, yeah. with he played Abe no. Sapien in the original uh Hellboy movies. Oh really? Yeah. Uh he played the creature in the shape of water. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I Anytime you see like someone in a creature suit that's Probably like skinny him. and tall, it's yeah. Doug Jones. Wow. And he was great because he usually doesn't have a speaking role and he didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, he plays Saru in Star Trek Discovery. It's a major role. We haven't watched that yet, Jeff. Well, keep it <laughs> locked. A couple weeks. <laughs> keep it locked. Um but yeah, that was a funny scene. They, ex- I expected this like elegant, he's like a Nosferatu world Dracula guy, and instead he's guy. like this freaking gross beast reminding me <laughs> yeah. of the vampires in From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, kind of like a Nosferatu, yeah, kind of. And he comes out and just doesn't even go for the two virgins. He just starts drinking the blood of like their housekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, June. <clears throat> um, yeah, and he's basically pissed off. Like, why aren't you ruling the new world? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Where are we?" And they're like, "We're in Staten Island." He's like, "Is that the center of power in this nation?" <laughs> he's like, we're, "No, we're right near the dock." So is that the main she's story? Like, That's that where you... the boat dropped us off. Is that the main story you alluded to? Moving yeah, forward? that's the beginning of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I kind of got that feeling too. Like, okay, this is the through plot. But then, as we find out in the future episodes, you had us watch. Um, we sort of leave that for these like little one shot episodes. And some, if you want to know a little bit of the foreshadowing at the end of that, yeah. um, the last scene of that episode, do you remember Guillermo? He's like wanting to be a vampire. He thinks he's going to become a vampire. <laughs> right. And the most that Nandor does for him is not only forget that he was a servant for 10 years. Nandor's like, thinks it's two years. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> yeah. Nandor gives him a glitter poster, glitter of, portrait. a glitter yeah. portrait of yeah, Guillermo as a vampire Dude, and him yeah. standing that over. That was one of the greatest endings. He's like, it's been 10 years. 10, huh? Okay. Okay. And he just goes yeah. to sleep. Really? Okay. Yeah. But that that final scene when you can you know like Guillermo is mad and he's like yeah. and he opens a little bit of light out and it touches the the coffin top. Yeah. You know. I'm like, then oh, the scene he's ends. starting to push back a little bit. Then we skip to the next episode you had us watch Werewolf Feud. What, what episode was it? Season one, episode episode three. three, three. Yep. Right. Um, I mean, we we get into it pretty early with Laszlo touring the house. And showing everyone his uh, topiary collection, including his special garden of all the vulvas he's loved. Vulva garden, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and a werewolf peed on his mother's vulva. That's, yeah. And you kind of start to see Laszlo's perversion in yeah. his character, oh, yeah, for which sure. is a big part of his character, and it's so funny. I also like, he's like, and now the piece de resistance, my favorite vulva of all, my mother's. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. And then the bunny rabbit. Yeah. Um, That's my bunny rabbit. <laughs> Did any of you guys recognize the uh, werewolf? So Laszlo sets out a werewolf trap in the garden yeah. to catch the werewolf. Why would you set a werewolf trap? A regular human trap. <laughs> um, did you guys recognize the actor who played the lead werewolf? Nope. No. No. I, I don't know his name, but he he played the landlord in Flight of the Concords. That was like the same character. He was like their friend. Oh my friend. god, really? That's was funny. like kind of a well, dude. A lot of these. I know the first episode, I didn't look at the credits before, were written and directed by... Jermaine Clement and mm-hmm. Taika Watiti. I don't. I know that they're like producers, right? Yeah, and a lot of like characters from the show are either from New from Flight of the Concords oh, yeah. or Portlandia. There are a bunch of them are from. Like, oh, yeah. I think a lot of the main cast were in Portlandia at one point. Hmm. Um, we get more into Colin Robinson. Yeah, this episode with Vanessa he works. was great, which is half oh, the reason yeah. I also picked this episode because it was a Colin Robinson heavy. Yeah, you see his life actually during right. the day. Uh, and at he, first, I thought that he just met his match, like he just met the most boring person. Yeah, and I like the little twist that she was also She's an a emotional vampire. vampire. Yeah. yeah, it was so good because we know people like this too. I like when he's like, "Mornings are great for feeding. People aren't frustrated yet." Yeah, yeah. He's like a new girl in the office. But dude, at the the part at the end, we're skipping around, but the part at the end when she's like, "I'll kill myself," and then she's like, "Okay, whatever, you can go." And then he starts <laughs> to walk away. Wait, come back. <laughs> she's like, no, no, you wait, can't. wait. Vanessa so Bayer funny. from SNL, great in this role. Yeah, I think that was probably the redeeming factor of this episode. Like, I the werewolf stuff was funny, but I didn't. I thought the the payoff was really in the emotion or, or the uh, um, 
the Colin Robinson. Yeah, I agree. I, I do have to say there was some funny moments in the A storyline. Um, I yeah, like, like when Nandor tricks the werewolf into jumping off the roof. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, uh, that he was throws the squeak like, toy. Don't lick your wounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even before that, it, Nandor's referencing this, uh, like, we can't break the truce. Yeah. We have this, like, truth, truce, and you expect it to be, like, it's a parody of those uh, or whatever those movies with uh, uh, like Twilight, Twilight. And, not Twilight. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But um, you think it's going to be some ancient document handed down? It's like <laughs> this was written in the nineteen ninety three. Yeah, the and they all are werewolf oh. court ninety three. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was funny. He's like, oh, he's big. I like how they talk a lot about like werewolf prejudice and like mm. race and stuff right. like that. And he's like. I'm not a werewolf because I'm Native American. Then they all start telling <laughs> yeah. like them what they are. And He's then this one guy is like, I'm Caucasian. Yeah, like, yeah that's Chad. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. Yeah. Uh, the werewolves are just like portrayed as like total bros. And they're just constantly pissing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love it. And th- this is another thing that they had brought back. There was from the movie. There was werewolf few in the movie. So there's a kind of a callback. To okay. That, okay. Cool, that's cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, that episode for me was pretty much all about the, the B storyline. I thought uh, everything Vanessa Bayer and, and Mark Proch, whatever his name is, were doing was so good. Yeah, it was awesome when they had, like, the showdown. Like I, like I was saying before, too, it's like, oh, are they really vampires? And yeah. then they're literally flying. I was like, oh, they're vampires. <laughs> oh, and also the effect where when, when Craig Robins, or Colin Robinson is feeding, his eyes turn yellow. Yeah, they're, like, blue. They're, like, a bright blue. Oh, is it? Yeah, they're yeah, just, yeah. like, weird looking. I like the first moment when he actually talks to Evie and he everything's going smooth like he always drains people and then there's a moment of like something's wrong here <laughs> yeah, so yeah. When she's like nothing it's like oh i'll see you by the water cooler and she's like i probably won't go near there people will just laugh at me and he's like confused he's it's like, like oh, why, why would they laugh why? at you that moment's great yeah. yeah um the next episode the orgy this is season one episode nine is yes that correct yep yep it's oh. so funny. You you start to see like how old they really are. Mm. He was like, yeah. there was this new format. It was called cinema. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple weeks later, there were pornos. <laughs> yeah. Laszlo going through his porn collection was great. Um, I like, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, all the parodies. And then he gets to the 90s and it's signed. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> and he's like, what is the deal with vampires? <laughs> he's still a vampire in all yeah. of them for some reason. He's like, they cast me because I looked like a vampire. Because I'm a I, f-ing vampire. <laughs> uh, it's the biannual vampire orgy because it takes six months to recover. Uh, the, the return of Nandor and Guillermo shopping brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. Especially... Uh, in the moments um okay so there's two parts in this scene that i really loved when they bump into Guillermo's friend who's clearly a virgin yeah. and andor is like salivating over him and he's like oh my nose just starts randomly <laughs> bleeding all the yeah. time yeah that, that was, was awesome. so good he walks away and nandor just starts licking the floor yeah <laughs> he holds up the duck mask he's like Guillermo, if you saw a man wearing this mask would you <laughs> <laughs> um and then the other part I liked of this is them talking to the uh, clerk at the end about the chocolate fountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you put Could you put something else in here? Maybe thicker than chocolate? <laughs> thicker than chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I love the um, the stigma, right, on, like, if they throw a bad oh, vampire yeah. orgy. Right, yeah. And they're talking about the guy that did it in the 1930s. It's like, we don't save his name. It was Mike. It was f***ing Mike. F***ing Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they, um, I like the line where they're like... If you ever see a bat fly so low, that's a vampire. That it's something like yeah, that. That's a vampire. Or a bad orgy. orgy. <laughs> they don't yeah. fly as high. Yeah. There's so many like little things. I feel like this episode in particular, but all of them feel like the writers' room was a lot of just like coming up with ideas that would be like vampire adjacent. So there's a moment in this episode. It's really just a throwaway moment. It ends up coming into play a little bit later too. But um, where he's like, you know. All great orgies have vampire have uh, mirrors on the ceiling, but that doesn't really work for vampires. So then the next scene, Guillermo's on a stepladder with a bullhorn. <laughs> so describe what you're seeing, and he's like, uh, "You're kissing. Uh, someone is humping. Someone." It's like it's so good. I mean, that's just like a throwaway moment. But later on, we see uh, Laszlo utilize the bullhorn and the stepladder. To announce his love for Nadia. Which is funny because love ruins orgies. And that's yeah. basically the premise. Yeah. You know, like. yeah um, well, so does virgins losing their virginity. Yeah. That was a great That moment. was very funny and unexpected. <laughs> they end up yeah. inviting um, 
Guillermo's friend, who's like the ultimate nerd virgin. And but you also see Guillermo like struggling internally. Yeah. With that, which was like the deepest thing in all four of these episodes. Right. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, this was like my actual real friend. Yeah. But also I want to make Laszlo happy or De- um, Nandor. Yeah. Nandor. Definitely two things from that episode are or you definitely see that depth in Guillermo and that like human and part of him and that like he doesn't want to sacrifice his friends Mm -hmm. even though he's already sacrificed people before but you kind of see him like you know it's also oh sorry go ahead uh, and I was just gonna say the other thing is is Lazo more of his character develops as you see like one of the few things that actually gets to him and makes him depressed is that he thinks that Najah thinks he did bad porn yeah and he's wearing track pants in his (laughs) coffin because he's so depressed about it yeah (laughs) it's funny um yeah, Guillermo, that whole thing is funny to me because he's like a classic I don't I don't know the psych like the technical terminology, but he's like I guess a narcissist in that he's totally fine with leading these people there to their doom and disposing of the bodies <laughs> until it's like someone that he actually likes. Yeah. And right. then he starts So he's to have, Republican. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he starts to have moral uh issues with that. But uh yeah, I'm trying to think. One so, of the funniest things in this episode was at the end when everybody leaves the orgy and it was a failure. There's just this scene where Guillermo is cutting plastic wrap off of like a chase yeah. a lounge chair. Yeah. And he, yeah. he just like rips it and he stumbles and falls and he like looks at the camera. <laughs> and it's just, it's so funny. Oh, so I never finished it. But the, the two things that basically destroy the orgy is Laszlo on top of the ladder professing his love for Nadia. But before that the big like peace de resistance is supposed to be Guillermo's friend, the Virgin uh, as the, the blood sacrifice, but they like throw open the door to reveal him. And he's having sex with the gimp, a dude in a gimp mask. (laughs) And he's just like so thoroughly enjoying himself. It's, it's, it's so great. Guillermo storms in to save his friend. And he sees that he's not a virgin anymore. I was like, Oh, is this must be a a different room? I just like, leave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have to admit, like there's moments where they swear and stuff in this show, but I was really taken aback at this moment of like, wow, they put this on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that one of the the porns that Lasso has done, it's called vampire tricked in a steam room. Yeah. And like at the end when he's talking in the mic, uh, you know, and professing his love, one of the, you hear in the background, like, is that vampire tricked in a steam room? He's like, yep, that's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Guys. Well, there was also Dan has a piece so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to stop for a second. Unbelievable. Sorry. Uh, what am I going to do? Piss my pants? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we announce as Jeffrina? Yes. Okay. So we're pretty much at the next episode, right? <laughs> I yeah, so. I think so. The last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Seth, episode, the fourth episode you had us watch. Mm-hmm. On the Run. On the Run. This is season two, episode six. six. Yep. So, you skip forward a little ways, and I'm glad you did, because one of the few things that I know about this show is that Mark Hamill's on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely one of the reasons I picked it. And he is so good. Yep. Um, this episode opens up with them playing a game (laughs) which is like a very funny thing that if you think about would make sense which is that they've buried bodies all over this yard for years and years and years and now as they're decomposing they're creating sinkholes yes and uh andor thinks it's a game and guillermo's like it's not a game (laughs) just trying to find sinkholes and it cuts to the delivery guy stuck in one of the sinkholes yeah he throws a hand out and starts to scream (laughs) so uh while they're like playing this game in the front yard uh a vampire shows up uh played by mark hamill who is known as jim the vampire jim the vampire Which I thought was on, funny. On his card. <laughs> yeah, because they are all like these crazy old world names right. and stuff. Um, and he is say- there to admonish Laszlo. He says that uh, he skipped out on paying him for an Airbnb or something. something okay, like so that, the yeah. story behind that is a long time ago, Laszlo went to go meet the devil on the crossroads in Mississippi. To become a guitar player. To become right? a better guitar player, <laughs> yeah. except he went to California by accident. <laughs> And then he stayed at um, Jim the Vampire's guest house in like San Diego on the beach. And then he skipped out because someone ruined his bathroom or someone left a yeah. floater in the toilet. Right. So Laszlo left and didn't pay the security deposit in last month's rent. And he's been searching for Laszlo for 167 years, which is way too long for that amount of money. <laughs> um, 
Laszlo reacts to this by basically running away. First, he yeah. says he's going to, like, duel Jim the vampire. <laughs> he he well, runs away to a hotel, opens up, a like, a grate, and pulls out a box that says disguise on it, and he blows it off, and it's just a pair of blue jeans. <laughs> and a toothpick. toothpick. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm ready to blend in as a normal cuts, human man. It shows a photo of him from, like, the 1840s in California. And it's yeah, just him so in good. blue jeans with a toothpick. I love that about all those vampires is they are all kind of like scared all the time. Like they're not like they're strong, like fighting vampires, but they're like kind of just like well, they're, vampire they're... hierarchies. Yeah. Well, when Jim lands, they're all like, uh, yeah. Like, and yeah. and was like, kill my familiar. Like yeah. none of them are like, like ballsy <laughs> at all. They're, just like, they're also yeah. like aware that they live in a world where they're way outnumbered. He's like, Shh, don't let the neighbors hear. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not these like all powerful beings that we've seen in some forms of media. Yep. Um. So, yeah, he. Laszlo runs away and starts a new life as Jackie Daytona, a flair bartender in Pennsylvania. <laughs> he says it differently, though. It's like Daytona. Oh, it's does his he? accent? Yeah. yeah. It just it does not blend in well. I think the way that it cuts from him getting dressed in a hotel room to him suddenly bartending. Yeah. And be like, how you diddling, Jojo? Wife's still giving you shit. <laughs> just like night and day. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and so he's like trying to live he went this to life. Pennsylvania because it sounds like Transylvania. Yeah, that's spooky. Yeah. <laughs> and we get this whole weird bottle episode about Jackie Daytona and how he works at this bar, and he's got this burgeoning like romance with a waitress, and he's a fan of the local girls' volleyball team, and it's just <laughs> so in depth. I was loving every minute of the it. The dance by the jukebox. Yeah, it's it's all so good. I mean, um... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I took over from the previous owner. Who I killed. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? The big reveal. Oh, I'm not skipping forward a little bit, but uh, Jim the vampire eventually shows up. Yeah. Doesn't recognize him because he's Jackie Daytona. <laughs> and he has the yeah. toothpick in. Yeah. He has the toothpick in. And he's like, can I have one human alcohol beverage, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And he's like just commiserating with him and stuff. And then eventually, I forget why, but he does the big reveal. He takes the toothpick out. Oh, because um, the he covered up the mirror, but the, the thing that was covering That's up right. the mirror went away. Fell. And then, yeah, it was... He could see, like, the glass yeah. floating in the air. Yeah. He's like, That's right. It is I, Laszlo. <laughs> he takes toothpick the toothpick out. Yeah. He's like, Oh, it was you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Mark Hamill's so good in this. Um, we get this big, huge, blown-out vampire fight uh, in the bar where they're, like, and using you, pool cues you against saw, each other. Right? You yeah. saw the mirroring of what that was? No lightsabers. They held oh yeah it just yeah that's like right yeah, yeah 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 that was like a lightsaber fight. Parody. And then you see Mark Hamill going like eh, and just throws his on the yeah. Side. Uh, and then eventually they just burn up all the volleyball money that I oh, mean yeah. goes on fire. It's so ridiculous. It's like you know by the end of the episode, Laszlo has to end up back being a vampire Laszlo. with the other <laughs> well, vampires. Yeah. And what's so cool about it is they take like a 1980s cliche. You know, big uh, uh, big town guy goes to small town, becomes yeah. local hero. Right. Yeah. And the cliche lines like, you got a big heart, Jackie. Yeah, there's and a lot he, of that Yeah, stuff. all those things are so funny. Uh, he eventually convinces Jim the Vampire that uh, a big mouth Billy Bass is proper repayment <laughs> for the money that's owed to him. He's like, this is the rarest, most special thing in the human <laughs> world. I love, too, that, like, obviously this is, like, a hundred and something years ago, so it's probably, like, ten dollars or whatever and he could probably just pay that that's what i've always wondered about that is like how much does he owe right it can't be they make it seem like so much but it's right it's It's probably like 10 bucks yeah (laughs) um so yeah the episode basically ends with like them like agreeing that okay your debt is paid so laszlo goes back home to nadia um, I don't know if this is a running thing, but that weird living doll thing that nadia has that's like the the creepiest shit ever the one thing that was in this episode that's obviously it's explained before that i figured yeah but it's still funny how it's all about Jackie Daytona and Laszlo's new life. Yeah. And they cut immediately just to like keep the other people in the show yeah. to Colin Robinson going like, you know, playing cards were invented by the Chinese in the 19th century. <laughs> and then Andrew going, please shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, the last scene in the episode is Jim the Vampire is now like <laughs> coaching the volleyball yeah, team. Yeah, coaching the girls' volleyball team. And he accidentally smashes the big mouth Billy Bass and he's like freaking out. And the woman, like the referee or whatever, is like, oh, don't worry. You can get those anywhere. And he's like, Laszlo. <laughs> so it feels like he may come back into play at some point. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, yeah. 
so yeah that was our four episodes of what we do in the shadows uh i guess i have some overall thoughts that i could Let's put out them. into the world yeah um definitely the mockumentary stuff really does help the show because obviously those confessionals are very funny mm-hmm. um they definitely pulls on the tropes a lot of like looking at the camera it's very a gym thing to do on the office but i, I thought um guillermo did it a lot and it was very effective mm-hmm. um yeah, everything was very absurd. It felt very like Taika Waititi kind of humor, um, where everything just very heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, it was very enjoyable. I love like the little things that they put in, like um, the paintings and stuff. Especially in the first episode too, they do the, like the paintings of like vampires doing like whatever like goofy shit and it's like yeah we used like to do the that orgy. Just, yeah yeah it comes like, with toppings and there's snakes all over their body yeah that was awesome <laughs> that was very funny um, those are really well done when they intercut some yeah. of them i feel like are actual art like medieval art right and then some of them are clearly created for the purpose of the show but yeah you can't even tell yeah it's really well done it's very well done um all the vampires are super funny um the situations are great I loved the sinkhole episode. I just thought that was very funny, too. Just, like, people running into sinkholes. Jim the Vampire fell into the sinkhole. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much on board with Jimmy. I have a little bit of concern with these shows that are separate, you know, that use this mockumentary format. Hmm. Because the longer they go on it can become like a little bit tiresome or well, they like, addressed it in the pilot episode when the Baron was like, what's that? And like, yeah. It's a documentary crew. That was <laughs> very funny. I mean, with something that's so it's like, they're not even there. Don't worry about yeah. that. Yeah. So like with the office, they tried to maintain some level of reality. So it Until, became yeah. cumbersome yeah. Um, with this. It's so ridiculous anyways, that yeah. you don't really need to worry about they've it. They've let that go. Yeah. I, I also will say that the idea is funny that they've latched onto like the mythology that vampires cannot be seen in mirrors but they can be yeah. seen on camera which is kind of mm-hmm. funny <laughs> yeah um Maybe let's see using mirror the only cameras. other thing that i wanted to touch upon that i was actually surprised how well done it is in the show are the special effects you'd think yeah. that because this is a comedy that there'd be like you know it doesn't really matter how they turn into bats or how they climb up walls or how they you know pull someone up into the trees and spill their blood but they're all done really well and super realistically. Like well, at the, the level bats of, are like a, just a quick camera cut. There, there's not cuts. If you actually slow it down, there's like a smoke effect that covers up the transition. Mm-hmm. But you can see a little bit of metamorphosis happening. You can mm-hmm. see like a little bit of shrinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Nadja, we didn't even touch on this, but her thinking that she's found her resurrected boyfriend. Uh, there's a climbing scene where she climbs up the side of this. Jeff, like Jeffrey scene. Suckler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, damn, that's pretty, pretty good looking her like clawing her way up the side of a building. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with everything Jimmy said and also think they did a better job at special effects than they had any reason to. FX has a pretty good budget. Not yeah. Surprising. And I mean, with a show like this that had the pedigree of the film. Yeah. It was probably a safer bet than if this was just created out of nowhere. Right. And it has the backing of Taika Waititi. Yes. Jeff, any overall thoughts? Yeah, I'm a fan of the creators and the actors, and uh, I did see some of it before, so I kind of knew what I was getting into. Uh, It's going to be an easy, easy decision for me. (laughs) I don't think it's a surprise, and I think that you guys are probably on the same page. Seth, do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts, pushes. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I'll push her. All right, so it's... it's, This kind of one of those shows that you they're not letting it be stagnant in one kind of um, area. They're growing the show. They are looking forward to like how much more they can do with things. But they're also not st- like staying to so many stereotypical vampire things all the time mm. and mythological creatures. Like, there's like a good balance there between storyline and the myth. Mm. And for you know, if you haven't seen obviously the, the main storyline, that's a really big pull of the show and what comes of that. So. I also, like I know about Mark Hamill, I know that Kristen Schaal is coming at some point as a guest actor. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. Uh, I'm not. Who's she? She's a comedic actress who's been in a few things. She does the voice of the youngest child on Bob's Burgers. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I saw in the thumbnails, like Nick Kroll's in an episode, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, There's like, there's, there's famous people in the show. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot of cameos in it. Definitely. How many seasons? Right now they're on season three. I think they're doing like they're on episode six or seven already. Okay. Yeah, so it's moving right along. Well, Seth, I think it's at the time where you can ask us the question that's on the tip of All everyone's right. tongue. I get to say the thing. Yeah. 
Danny, Jeff, Jimmy, did I talk you guys into what we do in the shadows? Yeah. 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 A resounding yes. You did it, Seth. You and you alone. Neil's donuts for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, Seth brought donuts. That doesn't hurt his chances. I would have taken (laughs) it back if you said no. (laughs) We just throw up. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this was fun. I thought it was up your guys' watch. Yeah, you're up your guys' humor. It was, yeah. I I have a hard time with with comedy shows nowadays, I feel like. And uh, yeah, it it just fit my sense of humor very very well. So I, I I was... pleasantly surprised i also liked that i was nervous when i saw that you were jumping around i was like oh man i have a feeling i'm gonna like this and i don't want <laughs> too much stuff spoiled for me mm. so i liked that the other episode you gave us like felt bottle like episodes. bottle episodes yeah totally like i can easily go back and rewatch the other ones and not feel like i missed out on a lot yep absolutely so yeah definitely gonna uh, very cool keep checking out what we do in the shadows on hulu Jeff. Yeah. Our next episode. Next episode. We're keeping it spooky. We're only halfway through October. You think we're bowing out of the spooks and the haunts and the tricks and the treats? We got plenty of treats and not many tricks. Next week is Haunt Me Into 3D. I will be talking you guys into the Batman versus Dracula. And Dan will be talking us into witches. And Jimmy will be talking us into... The Haunting of Hill House. And then next Friday, we have a brand new episode of where we talked into Suspiria, where we, it's like a clip show, <laughs> but we <laughs> add stuff. Oh there's God. new stuff. There's, there is, there's yeah. intros and outros and comments and funs. And I edited that one. Jimmy did it, guys, just so you know. <laughs> so, Seth, thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining us this week and talking us into successfully what we do in the shadows. If people want to find you online or if you just want to promote some stuff, let's um, hear it. Yeah. Uh, my Twitter is at Seth underscore Nelson. That's with an E-N. N-E-L-S- Very clever. E-N. And anyone in my network that is maybe listening to this for the first time, um, I fully, fully encourage you to go back and check out some of these guys' episodes. There's literally something for Aww. everyone. Mm, these guys have been my friends for so long. And yeah, go check them out. Support them. Where can you check out your bands? What are your bands called again? Murphy's Law is pretty easy to find. <laughs> Just I've heard of that. Around Murphy's since 1986. Law. They've been around. Mm-hmm. I'm drummer 84 in the yeah. band or something like that. But yeah, they're pretty easy to find online. Uh, Disqualifier. Yeah, you could find us wherever you find bands. Yeah. Spotify. Bands. Is that all the bands I'm in right now? Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. You and can, Society and Breakdown. Society and Breakdown. Check yeah. us out in 10 years when we re-record another song from our youth. I can go under Seth Breakdown now, right? Sethy yeah. Breakdown. Sethy Breakdown. Sethy yeah. Marie Breakdown. <laughs> uh, Jeff, where can you find the podcast? You can find the podcast on TalkMeIntoo.com, where you can find our social media pages like Instagram. We're at TalkMeIntoPod. Twitter, at TalkMeIntoo. Patreon.com slash TalkMeIntoo. We have exclusive episodes and videos and fun funs up there. Uh, yeah, just go check that out we're on youtube we got an awesome new merch store i'd love sure to do. tell you it's a simple web address but it's not no nope. but find the link on all of our social media correct dan where can people find you online uh please listen to my band with seth for some good drumming and some pretty good guitar playing disqualifier you can follow me on twitter personally under the handle danny underscore breakdown jimmy how about you you can find me at son of a fitch s-o-n-n-a-v-a-f-i-t-c-h on twitter and instagram and you can go to youtube.com slash son of a fitch to find my video projects up on there thank you for listening to talking and me into. jeff with five f's so number 20 oh jeff i'm sorry he did it he did the thing <laughs> you the bastard thing. you already did it jeff jeff five f's number 27 magic the clipping right yeah those all things. those on things. instagram yes Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? More vampire stuff. Not you, Guillermo. Can you hear? Yes, I'm cool. Beans. Wish I had a cable out. Cool beans, beans. I wish you let's died. just talk about hot rod hot rod that's a good one this is totally my hat now i've been drinking green tea all goddamn day you're about, about to bring the demons out of me. me go to church every sunday <laughs> <laughs>
Saying what weird? Whiskey. 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 Jimmy's like, I never saw that movie. All right, I've seen it. Uh, Not in a long time, though. Mm, wrong answer. Ancestors protect me. May they protect you. Gods of war. May your hammer be mighty. Rhodesian fighting stick. Ah, ah Rhodesian, Rhodesian, of course. course. <laughs> I don't remember my own life. I remember that. Spirits, Are we ready to go? Spirits oh, of the second, animal kingdom. The, uh, the baker's calling me. The baker? Hello? Jamie? Yep. Hi, this is Adriana from Maple Street Bakery. Hey, how's it going? Good. Nice, just so I, you know, just in case, you know, get it before one o'clock the cake is ready okay thank you so much i appreciate it no problem all right have a good one see you then then. bye-bye bye Bye. did you tell her we're recording a podcast (laughs) i'm not gonna be there before one no i've got a hard out at one folks (laughs) do you guys usually take do a break in the middle yeah we'll we'll break oh like i can just clear it danny Ooh, you sound good all right, let me know when you guys are ready. ready. I'm ready. Okay. Ready, ready, Teddy, to rock and roll. Sort of like come up as we start to fall apart. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> as we fall apart. Yeah. That's so funny to visualize it that way, I but mean, that is what happens. Yeah, it's what yeah. happens every single time. You just time. let the cadence of the conversation come to an end. <laughs> it literally Not dies. Yeah. Um, and now we'll do the uh, talking ourselves into segment. Jimmy, I mean, you're the classic. You want to bring us into this? <laughs> Please. Okay. We love having Jimmy do it because he has a hard time describing it, so he stammers and struggles. <laughs> mm, I got to think of one first. All right. I'll just, this we'll, is... we'll continue the rotation, so Seth, you'll go next. Okay. Bookie paper. All I can think of is Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. What is that? Too. Jeff was singing it before. <laughs> Daniel's like, is Seth making a duke? <laughs> and I started singing it. <clears throat> it's cute. <clears throat> is his mic level okay, Jim? Yeah. See yeah, a little sounds low. good. Get right up on that. I know. Dude. I see you guys are like right there. I'm like yeah. back here. Yeah. You can do what you want. Uh, I can boost it in post. Uh, Fix it in post. <laughs> Fix it in post. Okay. Uh, Seth, you want to bring us back in? Sure. Now? Yeah. Oh.